Today's Friday, March 25th, 2022. And I'm Josh Rollerson with the Pennsylvania Environmental Council for this installment of the Pennsylvania Legacies podcast. Every state has a Department of Conservation and Natural Resources like Pennsylvania's, or something equivalent. For most of those, the mission includes management of state-owned natural resources for commercial uses, including tourism and recreation. For many, that also includes actively promoting and creating new opportunities for outdoor rec in their state. But few states have taken the idea quite as far as Pennsylvania has. The Commonwealth already enjoys a national reputation for the consistently high quality of its statewide Comprehensive Outdoor Recreation Plan, or SCORP, Under Secretary Cindy Adams-Dunn, DCNR has set ambitious goals for making outdoor experiences readily accessible to all Pennsylvanians, particularly those who've been underserved in the past. This year, the agency has doubled down on those commitments by implementing one key recommendation from the latest SCORP. That would be creating an Office of Outdoor Recreation and hiring its full-time director, the first one in Pennsylvania history. Nathan Riegner will fill that role. He comes to DCNR from Penn State, where he was on the faculty of the Recreation Park and Tourism Management Department. His background combines social science, forestry, and natural resource management with lots of firsthand experience biking, hiking, hunting, skiing, and otherwise enjoying Pennsylvania's outdoor treasures. I got a chance to speak with Nathan as he was getting up to speed shortly after beginning the position in January. Here's our conversation. Nathan Riegner, welcome to Pennsylvania Legacy. So glad to have you here. Thanks very much. It's my pleasure. So a busy uh, last few weeks for you, I imagine, getting started in in a new position. Um, Before we get into the conversation that I wanted to have with you, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, your background, and how it uh, informs this role that you're now stepping into. Indeed, it has been a busy few weeks here getting ramped up. Uh, So yeah, my name is Nathan Riegner, and I am Pennsylvania's Director of Outdoor Recreation. Uh, I come to this position from, most recently, from a faculty position at Penn State in the Recreation Park and Tourism Management Department, where I was working on uh, outdoor recreation research projects, carrying capacity, crowding, conflict, planning kinds of projects uh, all throughout the United States. My background is that of a social scientist. I am, uh, I come to this job with a mission I believe that outdoor recreation experiences are powerful and meaningful for people. I believe they help us shape our understanding of the environment and our uh, help us understand our place in the world. I believe that the more people who have these experiences, the better we are as individuals and as a society. I believe or I know, I should say I know that there's often Uh, an unfortunate negative relationship between the ability of our natural places, our cultural heritage places, to sustain the pressures that we place upon them for outdoor recreation experiences, and their ability to deliver the goods from those experiences uh, on an ongoing basis. And, And so it's my mission to help us all manage these places for the maximum benefit of the people within their environmental and administrative, social, cultural, economic constraints. So that's my that's my mission. All right. Great. So so that's how you're coming at it. Um, 
if we can pull back and look at this from from the DCR DCNR vantage point, uh, this is a new position has never existed before. Uh, what does what does that say? The creation of the position and the selection of you to to occupy it uh, about where DCNR is going with these issues. Uh, the creation of this position really is a recognition that outdoor recreation is a significant sector in the state of Pennsylvania. It's a significant sector economically. It's a significant sector for our uh, communities. It's a significant part of the health sector. And uh, somebody, DCNR, the state of Pennsylvania, uh, needs somebody to mind the shop, so to speak, from a holistic and systematic level. Many elements of state government, many elements of government at other levels of the non-governmental, um, private and, and nonprofit sectors uh, are connected with outdoor recreation, play important roles in that. Um, it's the job of the director of outdoor recreation to be a person within state government who is seeing the whole board and who is waking up, thinking outdoor recreation and going to sleep thinking outdoor recreation. So, you know, as you're stepping into this role and as as the agenda is kind of taking shape, what's your initial assessment of, you know, the the landscape that you are stepping into? How well do uh, Pennsylvanians generally and the people making our decisions, our leaders, understand what you were just talking about, how important economically outdoor recreation and the outdoors generally are? And, and you know, and what kind of approach do you want to take to expanding that awareness? The ground for outdoor recreation in Pennsylvania is very fertile. We've got a lot of uh, a, a lot of very superlative outdoor recreation resources and assets. Uh, more than four million acres of public lands, more named rail trails than any other state in the country. Uh, two national scenic trails, um, rivers aplenty. And, and so our outdoor recreation assets um, are really our, our wealth. I think that our leaders at the state level, at the county and municipal level, um, have, have an appreciation for the importance of outdoor recreation. And I think they're now beginning to realize that the significance of outdoor recreation really is uh, and, uh, and can be on a par with that of other industries in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, the pandemic has provided an opportunity to help us realize that as many of us began working from home, as many of us uh, no longer need to locate our our lives where we work, we're now realizing that we want to locate our lives where we can be most fulfilled. And that often means being close to outdoor recreation opportunities, close to Pennsylvania's um, protected natural areas. Um, and, and as that trend has uh, developed, we see a, a growing appreciation and knowledge and demonstration that outdoor recreation um, is a driver of community development, a driver of economic development, and um, something to which primary interest needs to be devoted by our leaders. There's a recognition that outdoor recreation is in fact meat and potatoes, not just gravy. 
when we look at like how you realize that vision and you're stepping into a process that's you know, that's ongoing obviously and and one important uh, feature of that and something that's on your plate now or will be soon is the uh, the statewide comprehensive outdoor recreation plan uh, for which Pennsylvania has been nationally recognized as having one of the one of the best in the country um can you fill us in anybody that isn't familiar with the scorp how the process works uh why it matters and what role you'll play you know in that process going forward Sure. Uh, so the, the SCORP, the Statewide Comprehensive Outdoor Recreation Plan, is a, is a periodic effort uh, that's conducted in every state around the country uh, to take, a, take a, a, a holistic planning approach for outdoor recreation. And we here in Pennsylvania take ours very seriously, perhaps more seriously than any other state. Um, we have been uh, award-winning. We have won many awards for our SCORPS over the years. And it's important to note that, that our SCORP plan is not the kind of plan that sits on a shelf. Um, it is the kind of plan that we focus very hard on implementing. A clear sign of the seriousness with which uh, we take implementation of the SCORP was the establishment of my position. Creating an Office of Outdoor Recreation uh, was one of the priorities in the funding and economic development uh, dimension of the SCORP that, that was identified creating a director of outdoor recreation, somebody, as I said earlier, who can mind the shop and take a systematic view of outdoor recreation um, is a clear sign of, of how we're implementing SCORP. There are many other elements of SCORP, including setting up sustainable systems, uh, technological approaches to improving outdoor recreation, um, supporting outdoor recreation for all Pennsylvanians. That's a very important one um, that we'll talk about more here, I hope. There are many other dimensions that um, that are important uh, within SCORP, uh, but I want to take just a minute to talk about how we think about outdoor recreation um, in terms of a system. Here's where I'm going to get Professor Nathan on you for just a minute. Hit me. So back in the 60s, there were two scientists who were studying, two social scientists who were studying anglers up in one of the lake states, I think, I don't know, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And uh, these scientists, they'd be in camp when the, when the anglers came back and they'd ask the anglers, how was your fishing today? And the anglers would say it was great, but the scientists and the scientists would say, but you didn't catch any fish. And the anglers would say, yeah, but we saw the sunrise and there was a hawk that flew overhead and I had some heavy things on my heart and I spent the day with my buddy in the boat and we talked them through and now they're all resolved. And so what this tells me is there's more to fishing than catching fish. And I think that means that there's more to outdoor recreation than engagement in any particular recreation activity. And so that's the perspective that I am bringing to outdoor recreation as director of outdoor recreation. That's the perspective that the SCORP brings to planning for outdoor recreation in the state of Pennsylvania. Outdoor recreation is a system. Yes, it includes the activities and the participants. It also includes all of the law, policy, regulation, funding, stewardship 
associated with outdoor recreation, the lands and the waters and the trails and the facility and the infrastructure uh, on which outdoor recreation occurs, the NGOs, conservation groups, user groups, uh, industry groups, um, chambers of commerce, tourism promotion agencies, businesses, manufacturers, retailers, distributors, guides, outfitters, and all elements of government from municipal to federal. That ball, all of those entities, all of that action, all of the benefits and impacts associated with that, that's outdoor recreation. That's how we're approaching it from, from my position as director of outdoor recreation. That's how it's approached in SCORP. Yeah, and so you know, in Scorp and more broadly, in what DCNR does generally, I would say uh, there is this kind of dual awareness of both the economic uh, considerations and also like the very individual human level, like the the anglers you were talking about. And the Scorp, I think, reflects that in that like there is a particular focus on how how do we meet actual human needs, how do we serve Pennsylvanians with these resources, and at the same time take advantage of whatever economic opportunities uh, exist. So I understand that's not a new thing for DCNR. Uh, DCNR has been on this journey for a while. I wonder if the events of the last few years, and I'm thinking about the kind of the awakening to racial justice issues and also the impact of, of the pandemic and, you know, the increase in outdoor recreation that's been observed. Uh, how can you talk about the last couple of years and how these events have sort of brought things into focus that maybe weren't already or, or sharpened or underscored considerations that are already on DCR's agenda? Outdoor recreation is a public good. It's something that benefits us all as individuals. It's something that, that benefits us all as communities. Everyone has a right to participate in outdoor recreation. Everyone has a right to access to high quality outdoor recreation opportunities. Um, we talk about that in terms of being welcoming for all in our recreation spaces, uh, both our physical spaces, our trails and parks and rivers, and in our recreation social cultural spaces, our recreation communities. Um, we see that emphasis in DCNR's leadership with the SCORP and its focus on um, recreation for all. We see that emphasis in the State Parks Strategic Plan, Penn's Parks for All. Um, we can see it in a lot of the initiatives that uh, DCNR is, is part of. Um, our DEI coordinator within the executive staff, Emily Hendrickson, here. And indeed, in my role as Director of Outdoor Recreation, simply put, my job as Director of Outdoor Recreation is to ensure and expand the benefits of outdoor recreation for all Pennsylvanians as individuals, communities, and a commonwealth as a whole. We need to acknowledge that outdoor recreation spaces and outdoor recreation participation is not representative of our Pennsylvania population or society. We need to work hard to make sure that everyone has equitable access and feels included in outdoor recreation in Pennsylvania. Our approach to doing that here in DCNR uh, is, is multifold. It includes looking to diversify the opportunities that we provide to the public. 
It includes connecting with and listening to communities who feel distanced, disenfranchised in their access to outdoor recreation. I think only by listening to those voices, hearing their desires and concerns, and not helping them feel welcomed, but actually being welcoming. That's the path that we need to be on. When we look at the last couple of years, you know, obviously the pandemic looms large. There has been a lot of ink spilled, a lot of uh, talk about how being at home more and all of the conditions that the pandemic has brought upon us have led people to recreate outdoors more. And, you know, anecdotally, it, it feels like we see that in our local parks and trails. You know, it's been covered in the news media. It does seem to be something going on there. What do you attribute that to and where do you see it going from here? Undeniably, there's been a burst of participation in outdoor recreation. Uh, our outdoor recreation spaces have been more used and better loved during the COVID pandemic than ever before. But I use that word burst purposefully because I think it is a short-term burst on top of what is actually a long-term trend in increasing use of outdoor recreation spaces and participation in outdoor recreation activities. In the emphasis of the pandemic, we forget that for years prior to the pandemic, we were talking about record-breaking annual visitation, about proliferation in outdoor recreation uh, activities and uses, about carrying capacity and crowding kinds of issues. I don't want to say that increasing participation in outdoor recreation during the COVID pandemic is a red herring. What I do want to say is that the signal in all of this is the 10 to 15 year trend in dramatically increasing participation in outdoor recreation, not the two year burst from the COVID-19 pandemic. And we can look beyond just participation numbers to the Bureau of Economic Analysis creation of the outdoor recreation satellite account and their need to account for the significance and growth of the outdoor recreation economy. We can look to the creation of the Outdoor Industry Association, the Outdoor Recreation Roundtable, the growing establishment of state offices and directors of outdoor recreation over the past five or six years. Those are clear signals from before the pandemic that outdoor recreation was growing significant. And that's what I think we need to remember. Stepping back a little bit from Outdoor Rec specifically and thinking about DCNR as an agency and its role, how it's evolved over the years, you know, going back in, in history, maybe the emphasis had been more on at different times, seizing those economic opportunities in terms of the actual physical resources that the state manages. Uh, so obviously, sometimes that means extractive uh, practices, industrial use of, of, of resources. I wonder if you feel like, is there any any tension within that mission between making productive use of the land and, and everything it provides, and also at the same time, preserving and creating new opportunities for people to recreate outdoors and take advantage of all those things that you were talking about, you know, at the human level. How does DCNR, and I understand you can't maybe necessarily speak to this uh, from every angle, but how does DCNR kind of as an institution balance those two obligations? You know, how can outdoor rec be a way to sort of synthesize those priorities? And particularly, you know, thinking about like when 
when there is an activity, an industrial activity that poses a potential risk, you know, to the integrity of the outdoor spaces that are so important. Uh, how do you think about that? Our public lands, the lands that DCNR oversees, are are places of many values, of multiple values. Um, they're places of of many uses, and uh, that 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 give us many types of benefits. Um, I think that over the past uh, several years, I think that we've seen a growing appreciation for the role of outdoor recreation as uh, public land use that delivers very real benefits, economic benefits, health benefits, cultural benefits uh, to Pennsylvanians. Um, all resource use decisions involve trade-offs, all resource use decisions involve concepts of carrying capacity and sustainability. Um, and I think establishment of my position as director of outdoor recreation within the department acknowledges that recreation values are one of the values at the, at the table when these decisions are being made. I like to quip that if the Lorax speaks for the trees, I speak for the recreationist. And by that, I mean, when there is an issue being considered or a decision being made, and there's a forester at the table talking about forestry values, and there's a wildlife biologist at the table talking about ecological values, and there's an economist at the table talking about economic values, there's the director of outdoor recreation at the table talking about recreation values. That to me is a very clear acknowledgement within the department of the way we're valuing outdoor recreation. There's long been a sense, and there's a growing body of scientific evidence that outdoor recreation, use of cultural heritage assets, can be real drivers of economic development for small and medium rural and urban communities. The Brookings Institution just released uh, a very large study. Um, now it's out of the Midwest, but as my friend Silas Chamberlain says, you just do a find and replace for Midwest with Pennsylvania, and the story remains just as true. This study that found that quality of life can be a greater driver of population growth, of employment growth in small and medium rural and industrial communities than more traditional types of industrial economic development or economic development incentives. And that quality of life is entirely dependent on access to natural resources, access to recreational access, access to cultural heritage institutions, particularly cultural heritage institutions that have been sort of revitalized, modernized, transformed um, to, bring, uh, to bring benefits to community residents now. In my mind, this is the story of our conservation landscapes. This is the st story of, this is the story of our heritage areas. I don't want to single out any one of our many very wonderful areas within this state, um, but we need look no further than the PA wilds to find an example of a place in Pennsylvania that's really leveraging outdoor recreation, public lands for community development, and really revitalizing their communities for the 21st century.
so taking all that maybe a step farther and thinking about the way that traditionally things like you know the energy industry forestry industries have been thought about by policymakers decision makers you know in the political discourse there's a sort of consensus that these industries for all their ups and downs are here to stay are, are important there are there's going to be a, a diversity of views about how to regulate and manage and you know and all those politics exist but there is a sort of generally understood sense that it's important that Pennsylvania has to prioritize these economically. What I'm wondering is, given the growing awareness that you're talking about, given the fact that this position exists and you're in it now, are we moving closer to a place where outdoor recreation is viewed as on a par with all those other industries uh, where it's taken seriously in the same way? I read into the fact that a scientist was hired into this position of director of outdoor recreation in Pennsylvania. We have for a long time managed our forests scientifically. We manage our mineral resources scientifically. And I think we, I, I think this, the fact that a scientist was hired as director of outdoor recreation is a symbol that we're looking to manage our outdoor recreation scientifically, to manage it in a way that aligns with management of our other forest and public land resources and bring outdoor recreation to the table along with all of those other uses of our public lands um, in a way in, in a way with parity um, and in a way that uh, complements the other uses. When we think about stewardship and the role of outdoor rec in making people engaged not just in their surroundings, but, uh, you know, in the decision making around those resources and, you know, the tendency to become civically engaged, to volunteer, to donate and to consider oneself to be, you know, one of the owners of these resources and therefore somebody that has some responsibility. Uh, you know, that, that like that's a really favorite theme for us at PEC. We'd like to talk about that a lot. As a social scientist, I'm wondering, like, what can you tell us about that connection? Does it exist? Is it empirically sort of verifiable? And how does DCNR continue to foster and develop that connection between people and, and the outdoors? You ask a tricky question. Is it empirically verifiable? To be quite honest with you, empirical evidence about this relationship has been quite variable and elusive, as they say. I think this is, I think this is an area where uh, what we feel in our hearts and what we see among our family and friends is better evidence than any statistical value published in a journal article. I can tell you I felt this in my own life. I shared my mission statement with you earlier. I can share my origin story with you now, which is very much a story about how my experience as an outdoor recreationist led me to become a professional advocate and steward of these places. When I was in my 20s, I was working in Washington, D.C. in agriculture policy, and I would hear these farmers talk about themselves as natural resource managers. And I think, man, you guys are crazy. But then I realized, you know, you deal with soil and water, plants, climate is affecting you, you have conservation goals. Maybe this natural resource management thing is broader than I thought. At the same time, I was doing a lot of volunteer trail work with the Potomac Appalachian Trail Club out in Shenandoah National Park. 
I didn't have a car at the time, so I'd take rides out. It was March. I know it was March because we were cutting blowdowns off the Appalachian Trail, trees that had fallen over the wintertime, and we needed to open up the trail for the season. Saturday morning, did the big group work trip. Sunday morning, when all of the other volunteers were taking care of the sections of trail for which they were overseers, I'd take that as an opportunity to, to go on a hike. I, I couldn't really go on many hikes while living in Washington, D.C. So I was out hiking off trail this one Sunday morning. I wouldn't say I was lost, but I was maybe turned around a little bit, starting to get concerned about my ability to find my way back to the meetup point to hook up with my ride. And I realized, hey, I see a tree, an old tree, weathered, but a tree that's been cut. I'm not nowhere. I must be somewhere. And so I was able to stitch that tree together with another Pretty soon discovered I was on an old trail bed that wasn't maintained, found my way back to the AT, out to the parking lot, all is good. Thank God. But this experience stuck with me. I realized that intellectually in my head, I knew about all of the management, all of the effort, all of the humanity, so to speak, that went into a trail, a national park to management of outdoor recreation. While in my heart, while I was out there in the woods, I was able to suspend all of that and think that I was in the wilderness, feel like I was in an environment that was larger than me, that I needed to be self-reliant, that I might be in real trouble here. And that blew my mind. I knew from that experience, the power of outdoor recreation to shape our thoughts and feelings, particularly shape our thoughts and feelings with respect to the environment, and I wanted to dedicate my life's work to helping as many other people have those experiences as they could. So you're arriving in state government at a time when there is uh, some you know, much needed and very much welcome federal funding on the way and conversations about how, how those funds are going to be spent. Um, I wonder how you come at it. Where do you see the opportunities for states or you know, local level municipalities and counties and, and whoever else you want to throw into the mix to work with? the federal government or more broadly just in a national context with the industry with other organizations out there in the country so with respect to with respect to funding there are two points that i want to make one is that i th this funding is a recognition that for too long we've taken our outdoor recreation assets infrastructure for granted we've allowed maintenance backlogs to build and we have failed to make the long-term investments in these places that are required. That long-term investment piece leads to my second point, which is there's a growing understanding that investments in outdoor recreation infrastructure are indeed long-term capital investments in our community and individual well-being, in our health, in the economic development of our communities. And so the, the influx of, of funding at both the federal and state levels is a recognition that we've got a lot of repairs and maintenance to address and a lot of long-term investments to make. Now, in addition to funding, there are strong collaborative efforts between uh, our work at the state level and both federal government and national NGOs. We've got a number of, of creative and progressive collaborations in this state between 
local and state level entities and federal land management uh, agencies. I could talk about the collaboration between Pennsylvania Game Commission and the John Hines National Wildlife Refuge with US Fish and Wildlife Service down outside of Philadelphia. We can go to the other corner of the state and I could talk about the work between uh, between Warren and the Allegheny National Forest, uh, developing and building the Jake's Rocks Trails, an incredible uh, recreational asset uh, up in that corner of the country. As we've established my position as Director of Outdoor Recreation in the state of Pennsylvania and work to boost our outdoor recreation economy here in the state, we've been getting quite a lot of support from national level NGOs, including the Outdoor Industry Association, the Outdoor Recreation Roundtable, the National Governors Association's Outdoor Recreation Learning Network, um, all of which seek to leverage the common interests among recreation providers, among recreation businesses, uh, and among all of my colleagues in the other states that have directors and offices and task forces of outdoor recreation to share lessons and to try and rise a tide that will float all of our boats. Since you mentioned your counterparts in other states, that is something I'm curious about. How are other states coming at you know the issues that Pennsylvania is grappling with? How many of you are, are there out there? There's a wide variety of ways that states are that states are approaching this topic of outdoor recreation. Um, many states are approaching it like we are through their state agencies of conservation or natural resources, which are often the primary outdoor recreation providers, the managers of outdoor recreation lands. Others are approaching are approaching the topic through their tourism offices or economic development offices. Um, some establish uh, a position within a governor's office. Others create a, a multi-jurisdictional task force or a special project. Just like we know that diversity is one of the keys to resilience, I think these multiple approaches across all of the states help us together learn a lot of different lessons from a lot of different angles. And that, that weaves a stronger tapestry and broadens our ability to share and help each other. So finally, you were talking about how, you know, your background in outdoor recreation as somebody as a recreationist informs this role for you and, and all your plans going forward. I guess I just have to ask, like, what do you like? What do you like to do? Where do you like to do it lately? Any great spots? I like to do everything and I like to do it in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, when left to my own devices, when the weather's warm, you'll find me on my bike. When the weather's cold, you'll find me on my skis. When it's deer season, you'll find me hunting with my father. When conditions aren't good for anything else, you'll find me hiking the trails of Pennsylvania. We have so many really fantastic recreation opportunities in the state of Pennsylvania. I don't want to highlight any particular one. And I haven't seen them all. It's going to take me decades to experience them all. And so any, any highlighting of any individual experience would be me cherry picking. However, however, I can tell you a story about how I rediscovered my state. So I grew up in southeastern Pennsylvania, graduated from Upper Perkiomen High School, went to Gettysburg College, moved to Washington, D.C., lived there for a number of years in my 20s, got a master's degree in forestry from Virginia Tech, 
went up to the University of Vermont, got a PhD in natural resources, lived in Vermont, lived in Rhode Island, lived in Reykjavik in Iceland, moved back, moved back to Pennsylvania, moved to State College in 2020, just at the beginning of the pandemic. Throughout much of my career, I was on the road or in the air at least half of the year. Having the pandemic hit, living in State College, I had an opportunity to rediscover my state. I got on my bicycle and I rode. I rode in Rothrock State Forest. I rode in Bald Eagle State Forest. I rode in Penns Valley. I rode in the Moshannon State Forest. I rode in the Loyal Sox State Forest. I rode on the Perky Omen Trail down near where my parents live. And that summer, that first summer of the pandemic, I started loading my bike onto my car and driving out to Milheim, parking my car in Milheim on a Saturday morning and going out for a bike ride several hours along Penn's Creek, up into the Bald Eagle State Forest, through Poe Paddy and Poe Valley State Parks, got back to Milheim towards the end of the day where Elk Creek would, in the summer times, have their Creekside events. Live music, food truck, Elk Creek Brewing beer. And that, to me, that experience of traveling from a Pennsylvania community through the countryside into our wild lands, along our trails and our roads, and then back into a community, that seamless transition, and then in, enjoying food and culture. That is what I see as the beauty of an outdoor recreation experience in Pennsylvania and its power to deliver um, exceptional experiences, the economic, health, well being benefits of those, both to our residents and visitors. Beautifully put. Uh, Nathan Regner, thank you so much for being on Pennsylvania Legacies. We wish you and DCNR all the luck in the world. Excited to see uh, what's next. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Hope to talk to you again soon. Nathan Regner is Pennsylvania's first statewide director of outdoor recreation within the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And you can learn more about him and his vision for the newly established Office of Outdoor Recreation on DCNR's Good Natured blog. Look for the link in the episode description for this podcast. We've also posted links to more information about Pennsylvania's statewide comprehensive outdoor recreation plan, SCORP, and the national recognition it has received. That's all on the PEC website at PECPA.org. Also on the website, past episodes of this podcast, which you can subscribe to in Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Player.fm, and most podcast platforms are available. The website also has information on PEC's program work on watersheds, trails and recreation, energy and climate, communities and landscapes, and more. Check out some of our videos and, of course, all our past Pennsylvania Legacies podcasts at the Pennsylvania Environmental Council website, PECPA.org. We'll have another episode coming up in two weeks. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>